Section 1 of The National Geographic Magazine, Volume 9, May 1898. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Avayi in November 2020. The Philippine Islands, Part 1 by F. F. Hilder. To the southeast of the continent of Asia lies a vast archipelago, of which a considerable portion is occupied by the group called the Philippine Islands, or in Spanish, Islas Filipinas. The number of islands included under this denomination is not definitely known, and this uncertainty has given rise to some rather wild guessing. Some English authorities state the number as 600, while a late consular report issued by the Department of State places the number at 2,000, but this may perhaps be intended to include the Marianas or Ladrones, the Carolines and the Palau Islands, as all of these are included under the jurisdiction of the Governor-General of the Philippines. Some of the Philippines are mere islets, too small for occupation, but others are important in size and resources and are very populous. The principal islands rank according to size in the following order. Luzon, Mindanao, Palawan, Samar, Panay, Mindoro, Leto, Negros, Cebu, Bejol, and Mascato. The northern island, Luzon, on which Manila, the capital, is situated, is the largest, having an area of about 41,000 square miles, corresponding in size to the state of Ohio. Mindanao, the southernmost island, contains about 37,500 square miles. As no accurate survey of even the larger islands has ever been made, it is impossible to make a definite statement as to the aggregate land area of the group but the most reliable estimate is 114,356 square miles, which is equal to the combined area of New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Maryland. The islands are situated directly on the line of volcanic energy, which extends from Japan to Java, and volcanic forces have largely contributed to their formation and shaping, as is testified not only by the existence of active volcanoes, but by the still larger number of mountains which show evidences of former igneous activity, the traces of its effect on the surrounding country, and the abundance of thermal springs which are found in different localities, in which the temperature of the water ranges from 180 degrees Fahrenheit to the boiling point. Although situated in a region peculiarly adapted to the growth of corals, they do not exist to any great extent on the coasts of the Philippines. Occasional traces, sometimes amounting to a fringing reef, are met with in favorable places along the west coast of Luzon and some of the other islands of the group. This scarcity of coral formation may be accounted for by the presence of volcanic fires and the occasional deluges of hot water emanating from their outlets which prevent the growth of the polyps. All the islands are generally hilly and mountainous, but none of the summits much exceed 8,000 feet in height. The loftiest peaks are, perhaps, 
Apo and Malindang in Mindanao, Halcon in Mindoro, and Mayon in Luzon. The latter is an active volcano which has been the scene of several disastrous eruptions within the past hundred years. As a consequence of these subterraneous forces, earthquakes are frequent and violent. An English writer says, the destructive ravages and changes produced by earthquakes are nowhere more remarkable than in the Philippines. They have overturned mountains, they have filled up valleys, they have desolated extensive plains, they have opened passages for the sea into the interior and from lakes into the sea. That this is not an exaggeration is proved by historical records, which contain many accounts of such disasters since the Spaniards first occupied the territory, and proofs that they have produced great geographical changes. Quote, In that of 1627, one of the most elevated of the mountains of Cagayan disappeared. In 1675, in the island of Mindanao, a passage was opened to the sea, and a vast plain was emerged. End quote. The more recent of these convulsions occurred in 1863 and 1880, both of which caused great destruction of property. In the former the loss of life was greater, but the more massive buildings in the old city of Manila suffered more during the latter, the cathedral and many other edifices being completely wrecked. As a result of these repeated experiences, the style adopted in the erection of buildings especially of the better class of dwellings and stores, has been modified to meet these emergencies. Consequently, the liability to destruction and damage has been lessened. The islands are all well watered by rivers, streams and lakes. Many of the latter are of large size, particularly the Laguna de Bay, Bay Lake, which nearly bisects the island of Luzon. Mindanao derives its name from an Indian phrase indicating the abundance of its lakes. In consequence of the island of Luzon having the capital and a very large proportion of the white residents located upon it, the interior is better known than that of many of the other islands. Its scenery, although mountainous, is charmingly diversified and will compare favorably with any of the countries of farther Asia. Its large lakes and rivers, broad plains and fertile valleys, teeming with luxuriant tropical vegetation and noble forests, add both to its beauties and productive capabilities. Animals If a land connection ever existed between the Philippines and Borneo, the separation must have occurred long ages ago. It is true that the strait between them is narrow, but the water is very deep, and the larger animals included in the fauna of Borneo are not found in the Philippines, especially the elephant, tapir, and orangutan. There are no beasts of prey in the Philippines except a small one, El Gato del Monte, a species of wildcat, and even that is not very plentiful. The wild animals are buffalo, not the bison of our western plains, miscalled buffalo, but the East Indian animal, deer, hogs, which are doubtless descendants of domesticated animals that have taken to wild life in the woods, and monkeys. 
there is also report of the existence on the island of mindoro of a mysterious animal called tumarao which the natives describe as a cross between the buffalo and deer the tamed buffalo called the water buffalo from its delight in wallowing in water and mud is the most useful of the quadrupeds and is universally employed in agricultural work and the transmission of freight both as a pack and draught animal goats sheep dogs and cats are plentiful flying squirrels are numerous in the forests and bats of enormous size frequently measuring five or six feet from tip to tip of their wings snakes lizards and other reptiles abound also insect pests of various kinds among which are the destructive white ants mosquitoes tarantulas and other spiders of enormous size pigeons and domestic fowls are abundant and there is an immense variety of parrots and other wild birds many of which are comparatively little known even by name to american or european ornithologists climate the extreme length of the philippine group being from north to south their northern extremity reaching nearly to the northern limit of the tropical zone causes considerable variety of climate although the general characteristics are of course tropical on the western side of luzon where manila is situated the hottest season is from march to june the greatest heat being felt generally in may before the rains set in when the maximum ranges from eighty degrees to one hundred degrees in the shade the coolest weather occurs in december and january when the temperature falls at night to sixty degrees or sixty five degrees and seldom rises in the day above seventy five degrees in fact during the months from november to february the sky is bright the atmosphere cool and dry and the weather in every way delightful owing to the insular conditions this region enjoys an advantage which does not extend to tropical continental areas of similar elevation that is a considerable range in temperature during the twenty-four hours averaging from ten to twenty degrees which frequently affords the relief of a tolerably cool night even in the hottest season the following table of temperature rainfall etc at manila has been compiled by professor h a hazen of the united states weather bureau from observations made at the observatorio meteorologico de manila temperature in degrees fahrenheit january mean monthly seventy seven degrees warmest month seventy nine degrees coolest month seventy four degrees highest ninety one degrees lowest sixty degrees february mean monthly seventy eight degrees warmest month eighty one degrees coolest month seventy six degrees highest ninety six degrees lowest sixty one degrees march mean monthly eighty one degrees warmest month eighty two degrees coolest month seventy nine degrees highest ninety six degrees lowest sixty five degrees april mean monthly eighty three degrees warmest month 
85 degrees. Coolest month, 81 degrees. Highest, 99 degrees. Lowest, 66 degrees. May. Mean monthly, 84 degrees. Warmest month, 87 degrees. Coolest month, 82 degrees. Highest, 100 degrees. Lowest, 71 degrees. June. Mean monthly, 82 degrees. Warmest month, 85 degrees. Coolest month, 81 degrees. Highest, 98 degrees. Lowest, 70 degrees. July. Mean monthly, 81 degrees. Warmest month, 82 degrees. Coolest month, 79 degrees. Highest, 95 degrees. Lowest, 70 degrees. August. Mean monthly, 81 degrees. Warmest month, 82 degrees. Coolest month, 80 degrees. Highest, 94 degrees. Lowest, 69 degrees. September. Mean monthly, 81 degrees. Warmest month, 82 degrees. Coolest month, 79 degrees. Highest, 94 degrees. Lowest, 71 degrees. October. Mean monthly, 80 degrees. Warmest month, 82 degrees. Coolest month, 79 degrees. Highest, 95 degrees. Lowest, 69 degrees. November. Mean monthly, 79 degrees. Warmest month, 81 degrees. Coolest month, 77 degrees. Highest, 94 degrees. Lowest, 63 degrees. December. Mean monthly, 77 degrees. Warmest month, 80 degrees. Coolest month, 75 degrees. Highest, 92 degrees. Lowest, 60 degrees. Annual. Mean monthly, 80 degrees. Warmest month, 82 degrees. Coolest month, 79 degrees. Highest, 100 degrees. Lowest, 60 degrees. Humidity. January. Relative, 77%. Absolute, 7.75 grains per cubic foot. February. Relative, 73%. Absolute, 7.60 grains per cubic foot. March. Relative, 71%. Absolute, 7.90 grains per cubic foot. April. Relative, 70%. Absolute, 8.42 grains per cubic foot. May. Relative, 75%. Absolute, 9.27 grains per cubic foot. June. Relative, 80%. Absolute, 9.39 grains per cubic foot. July. Relative, 84%. Absolute, 9.33 grains per cubic foot. August. Relative, 84%. Absolute, 9.53 grains per cubic foot. September. Relative, 85%. Absolute, 9.33 grains per cubic foot. October. 
relative 82%, absolute 9.24 grains per cubic foot, November, relative 80%, absolute 8.59 grains per cubic foot, December, relative 80%, absolute 8.06 grains per cubic foot, annual, relative 78%, absolute 8.75 grains per cubic foot wind movement in miles january daily mean 98 greatest daily 152 least daily 66 february daily mean 115 greatest daily 187 least daily 72 march daily mean 132 greatest daily 220 least daily 82 april daily mean 145 greatest daily 229 least daily 92 may daily mean 144 greatest daily 236 least daily 68 june Daily mean 138, greatest daily 361, least daily 96. July, daily mean 182, greatest daily 267, least daily 110. August, daily mean 165, greatest daily 264, least daily 79. September, daily mean 192, greatest daily 282, least daily 69. October, daily mean 111, greatest daily 196, least daily 48. November, daily mean 94, greatest daily 164, least daily 67. December. Daily mean 93. Greatest daily 153. Least daily 59. Annual. Daily mean 134. Greatest daily 204. Least daily 95. Prevailing wind direction. January, northeast. February, east. March, East, April, Southeast, May, Southeast, June, Southeast, July, Southwest, August, Southwest, September, Southwest, October, Northeast, November, Northeast, December, Northeast. Cloudiness, January, 45%, February, 37%, March, 35%, April 32%, May 47%, June 65%, July 74%, August 68%, September 72%, October 58%, November 54%, December 53%, Annual 53%. Days with rain, January, 
4.3 February 2.2 March 3.4 April 3.5 May 9.2 June 15.4 July 22.1 August 19.8 September 20.7 October 14.4 November 11.3 December 8.4 Annual 135 Rainfall in inches January Mean monthly 1.15 Greatest monthly 7.59 Least monthly 0 0.02 February Mean monthly 0 0.47 Greatest monthly 1.97 Least monthly 0 March Mean monthly 0 0.65 Greatest monthly 3.94 Least monthly 0 April Mean monthly 1.11 Greatest monthly 5.37 Least monthly 0 May Mean monthly 4.30 Greatest monthly 10.11 Least monthly 0 June Mean monthly 9.68 Greatest monthly 25.81 Least monthly 0 0.98 July Mean monthly 14.70 Greatest monthly 29.71 Least monthly 5.28 August Mean monthly 13.88 Greatest monthly 43.20 Least monthly 5.15 September Mean monthly 15.01 Greatest monthly 61.43 Least monthly 2.0 October Mean monthly 7.47 Greatest monthly 23.65 Least monthly 0 0.90 November Mean monthly 4.92 Greatest monthly 15.27 Least monthly 1.17 December Mean monthly 2.09 Greatest monthly 13.67 Least monthly 0 0.01 Annual Mean monthly 75.43 Greatest monthly 120.98 Least monthly 35.65 Rainfall record for 32 years 1865 to 1896 Remaining data for 17 years 1880 to 1896 The seasons vary with the monsoons or trade winds which blow from the northeast from November to April and from the southwest from May to October and produce what are generally called the dry and wet seasons, but there is no abrupt change from one to the other. Between those periods there are intervals of variable weather. The Spaniards describe the seasons as seis meses de lodo, seis meses de polvo, seis meses de todo, six months of mud, six months of dust, 
and six months of everything. The northern islands lie in the track of the typhoons, which develop in the Pacific and sweep over the China Sea from northeast to southwest during the southwest monsoon. They are liable to occur at any time between May and November, but it is in the months of July, August, and September that they are most frequent. In the early part of the season, it is the northern part of the region subject to these storms that feels their greatest force. As the season advances, they gradually work southward, so that the most dangerous time in Manila is about the end of October and beginning of November. They never pass further south than about 9 degrees north latitude. Consequently, all the territory south of that line is exempt from their ravages. Sometimes the typhoon is of large diameter and travels slowly, so far as progressive motion is concerned. At others it is of smaller dimensions, and both the circular and progressive motions are more rapid. But they are always storms of terrific energy, frequently causing terrible devastation and destruction of crops and property on shore and of shipping on the sea. Thunderstorms, often of astonishing violence, are of frequent occurrence in May and June, before the setting in of the southwest monsoon and commencement of the rainy season. During July, August, September, and October, the rains are very heavy. The rivers and lakes are swollen and frequently overflow, flooding large tracts of the lower-lying country. The average rainfall in the neighborhood of Manila is stated to be from 75 to 120 inches per annum, and there the difference between the longest and shortest day of the year is only 1 hour 47 minutes and 12 seconds. For a tropical climate, that of the islands may be considered healthful for people of the white race, and even for natives of northern regions visiting for the first time a tropical country, if they pay ordinary attention to hygienic laws, particularly to cleanliness and temperance in eating and drinking. In the majority of cases when foreigners suffer from change of climate in this or most other tropical countries, the cause can be traced to their own imprudence and careless habits of life. The immoderate use of fruits, although novel and delicious, particularly after a long sea voyage, should be avoided, as they tend to disarrange the gastrointestinal functions and produce dysenteric and diarrheal diseases, which are those most to be feared by newly arrived strangers. Alcoholic liquors, if used at all, should be taken with extreme moderation. Animal foods and fats, which are heat-producing, should be used sparingly, and care be taken to provide against sudden changes of temperature by proper clothing. If these precautions are followed until he becomes thoroughly acclimatized, there is no reason why any person of good constitution should not enjoy good health. Elephantiasis and leprosy prevail to some extent, and biribiri is also common and fatal among the natives. Typhoid fever is also prevalent at times, but the white inhabitants seldom suffer from it, or any of the other diseases which affect the natives. This immunity is due, without doubt, to better nutrition and sanitary conditions in their dwellings. Forest Products 
in estimating the natural riches of the islands the forest growths form an important factor ebony cedar ironwood sapinwood logwood and gum trees abound and in addition to these familiar trees there are hundreds of other varieties not generally known even by name which produce useful and ornamental woods available for many purposes gutta percha is found in some localities and the tall and graceful coconut palm cocos nucifera is universal and contributes in no small degree to the comfort and prosperity of the natives its trunk branches leaves fruit shell and husk are all turned to account it produces fruit when seven years old that forms an important article of diet it is eaten when the nut is young or at that stage when the shell is just formed in a thin layer that can be cut with a spoon when the fruit is mature or in the condition in which it is brought to our markets it is valued only for its oil to obtain that the nut is broken and the meat scooped out and boiled in a large pan as the oil rises to the surface it is skimmed off when first made it has a rich sweet taste and is used for culinary purposes and hairdressing but after a few days it becomes rancid and is used only for lighting and lubricating throughout the islands it was the only substance used for lighting until the introduction of kerosene but it is still in almost universal use by the natives particularly in the interior not only from motives of economy but from its being so easily manufactured or procured of all the indigenous vegetal products the bamboo which although botanically a grass is practically a tree is most plentiful useful and ornamental it is scattered everywhere in profusion and is always found near native habitations it is put to an infinity of uses from the construction of bridges and dwellings to the manufacture of furniture domestic utensils of all kinds pipes for conveying water musical instruments mats fences and scaffolds in fact the roots trunks branches and leaves are all utilized the varieties of bamboo are almost innumerable some attaining a height of fifty or sixty feet and varying in diameter from eight to nine inches while others are as small as a rattan the forests also abound in the various classes of canes rattans and others of the calamus family which are important and useful and serve for a great variety of purposes the areca palm grows to about the same height as the coconut tree and produces a nut about the size of a small hen's egg it is called bonga by the natives and the quantity used is enormous men women and children all chew it a piece of the nut is wrapped in a leaf of the betel pepper which is smeared with shell lime made into a paste with water in the city of manila alone there are hundreds of places devoted solely to the sale of this article prepared ready for use and it can be found on sale in every town and village. End of section 1